From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett. Samantha Blankenship, the executive director for Juno Animal Rescue, talks about their upcoming 60-year anniversary on Capital Chat with Dano. Pause for applause. The gala will be on April 1st from 6 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. at the Elizabeth Pradovich Hall. So we're going to celebrate our 60 years of serving animals in need and uh, talk about a little bit of the history of the past 60 years and what we might have planned for the next 60 years. We have tickets on sale on our website at junoanimalrescue.org forward slash gala. And uh, we have a full course buffet uh, by V's Cellar Door, which will be awesome. That includes appetizers and desserts. And we have music by Fleet Street. We'll have a dance floor. Dancing's optional. I don't want people to think they have to dance. <laughs> we'll have a cash bar. And we're just going to come out and celebrate all of the work that we've done. She says where the money goes towards. They're $100 a piece, or if you want, you can buy, you can reserve a table for eight. So you pay a little bit more, but you get to sit with all your friends for $1,000. And of course, all the money goes to benefit the animals at Juno Animal Rescue. Blakenship gives an update on the animals. I've been there for, this is my 14th year. I have seen more animals come in there last year than I have in my entire time there. Experts are saying that they speculate that three million animals did not get fixed during the pandemic. And so shelters nationwide are seeing an explosion of intakes to their shelters. There's also a veterinary shortage nationwide. Juno Animal Rescue offers spaying and neutering services. Spaying and neutering services are open to the public. There's also low cost options for people that maybe uh, are a lower income bracket. You can find that information on our website as well. We can usually get people in within a couple weeks. So These are the other services they provide. Vaccine clinic every Tuesday is by appointment. We do all core vaccines for animals and we also can do dewormer and flea prevention, all of the that you need. And we also uh, are doing health certificates too. Currently, Juno Animal Rescue has a mix of cats, dogs, a turtle, and guinea pigs up for adoption. Grant Smith, a meteorologist with National Weather Service Juno, gives the details on today's winter storm. For the Juneau area, we know we're still expecting the snow and the winds to last uh, through today into tonight. And then Thursday, still expected to see some snow around, but not like we're seeing today. Much lighter snow uh, for uh, for Thursday. But as far as today is concerned, yeah, just this heavy snow, uh, blowing snow continuing through today. Snowfar, uh, some of the snow reports that have been coming in range anywhere from uh, as low as 6 to 7 to as high as 10 to 11 inches. And those are just the reports that have come in just this morning. So and we're going to continue to add on to that throughout the day. You'll want to be careful not to be blown away. So the winds today have been gusting at the airport upwards of 40 to 45 miles per hour, and that's been causing uh, the snow to be you know, blowing around and the, the visibility is to dropping to a quarter mile or less. So, I mean, this is very strong uh, wind speeds there. And then downtown, even still seeing some of those strong wind gusts of uh, 30 to 40 miles per hour at least, and then even some estimates of even higher than that. Smith says what to expect next. 
just when you've got to drive around, take it slow, give yourself a little bit extra time, uh, and just know that this is just a, a one-time event. Once the front moves through, things will begin to calm down Thursday, really begin to calm down Friday, and as we head into the weekend and next week, we're looking at uh, colder air moving in uh, from the north, going back into an outflow pattern. That's going to be bringing in uh, clearer skies and quieter weather. So it'll be look nice outside, but it's going to be uh, cold. So uh, be on the lookout for a weather pattern change here in the next few days. After the storm moves through, highs are estimated to be mid to upper 20s and the lows will be mid to upper teens. Coming up next on News of the North. Commissioner John Boyle for the Department of Natural Resources spoke on Action Line yesterday. The final draft of the Montana Creek Area Infrastructure and Management Plan is now available for public review and comment. And there's a new bill aimed at banning TikTok coming up next with Jordan Lewis. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Due to continued snowfall and road conditions in the Juneau area, schools will let students out one hour early today. Elementary schools will release students at 1.30 p.m. today to give buses and families extra time to travel home. Middle schools and optional programs will get out at 2 p.m. and high schools will release students at 2.45. The final draft of the Montana Creek Infrastructure and Management Plan is now available for public review and comment. You can send all comments to parks.rec at juno.gov by Wednesday, March 29th at 5 p.m. The agencies will then review the comments, make final revisions to the plan, and host a meeting to answer any questions on the plan or next steps. This meeting date will be announced in the next few weeks. The City and Borough of Juneau, Alaska Department of Natural Resources, United States Forest Service, Alaska Department of Transportation and Public Facilities, and Trail Mix worked together to facilitate plan development. The interagency work on this plan began in the summer of 2022 with a public survey about use of the area. The work continued with resource data collection many stakeholder and user group meetings, and generic public meetings. This is the third public comment period for the plan. Previous drafts and public comments, along with associated materials, can be found on the Montana Creek Area Plan Project page. Commissioner John Boyle for the Department of Natural Resources spoke on Action Line yesterday to talk about two pieces of legislation, HB 49 and HB 50, which center around carbon credits and carbon storage. First, Boyle explained what carbon credits are for those who are unfamiliar with them. So a, a carbon credit is basically, an, you know, it's an instrument that represents, you know, one ton of CO2 that has been taken out of the atmosphere. Or, or maybe in, in another way, it could be the representation of a, a ton of carbon that is in addition to kind of what the baseline is that's being absorbed in a given area of forest, right? So just using that, that example that, that I use, let's say you have 50 acres of forested land and half of that land is, is comprised of trees that are, are dead or dying. And so that 50 acres is going to have a certain baseline of, of a carbon that it's absorbing out of the atmosphere every year from, from that portion of that 50 acres that has you know live, healthy trees. To explain further, a carbon credit represents carbon that a company is allowed to produce or use. A company can use carbon credits to offset their carbon output. Carbon credits are made by projects or practices that help reduce carbon emissions. Boyle also talked on carbon sequestration. Yes, there are a lot of interesting opportunities that exist in the world of mariculture for carbon sequestration. And and primarily that that comes through growing kelp. As a number of people know, kelp can, can grow extremely quickly. And Alaska has 
30,000 miles of coastline that, that fall within the state's purview and ownership. And so the, the theory behind kelp is that, you know, folks that want to go out and grow large plots of kelp that grow quickly, that absorb a lot of carbon, you know, those are kinds of projects that could also qualify for carbon credits because obviously it's, it's not free to go out and plant kelp and, and to, you know, maintain, you know, farms or operations of that size. And so people that want to make that investment obviously need to recognize some kind of return. And so that's another area of where, you know, large-scale kelp farms that uh, are geared towards growing the kind of kelp that really have a, you know, fast growth rate, really absorb a lot of carbon. There's a lot of opportunities there as well for carbon offset um, opportunities. You can listen to the full interview on our website, knyradio.com. And a bill aimed at the popular social media app TikTok is headed to the House floor. ABC's Jay O'Brien reports from Washington. The House Foreign Affairs Committee advancing a bill this morning that would give President Biden the authority to ban the popular social media app TikTok. Lawmakers saying the app is a threat to the United States, both because of data privacy and misinformation. Democrats warning this legislation is overly broad and guts laws that are meant to protect the free flow of things like movies, books and artwork across international lines. The bill now goes to the House for a vote, but hasn't yet been scheduled to go to the floor. Jay O'Brien, ABC News, the Capitol. Never miss a story or a newscast at KNYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.